0: Matthew 23, you're careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. Jesus is like, y'all tithing on salt and pepper. But you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. Yes. Just don't neglect the more important things. So last week I talked about why she gave. And uh, today I want to preach on why I tithe. Why I tithe not trying to convince anybody to tithe. I'm not even going to, I have 30 minutes. I'm, I don't have time to give you a theological, you know, disposition on this. I, I'm not trying to convince or argue. I'm just going to tell you how tithing has changed my life. I'm going to give you some scriptures and then we're going to get out of here. Okay. Why I tithe. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that uh, you're generous, that you so love the world that you gave. And so we thank you today that we are not talking about generosity um, from the concept of a greedy and angry God. I thank you that you are the ultimate generous person. And um, we just thank you that you are good. Help us, Holy Spirit, in this time together. I decrease. May you increase in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. And amen. Why I tithe? I'm just going to give you five things uh, real quick this morning. Number one, I tithe because Jesus said to. Okay, point number two. I tithe because everything belongs to God. See, because if, if number one don't, like we really could say amen. Oh, Jesus said to do it? Cool. Let's go eat. So, number two, everything belongs to God. Yeah. Everything belongs to God. Look at First Chronicles. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us he said we're just here for a moment you know whether you live 30 years on this earth or 130 years this thing is quick man and david is saying i want to make an impact while i'm here on the days of earth are like a passing shadow gone so soon without a trace oh lord our god even this material we have gathered to build the temple to honor your holy name it comes from you we, we, we're receiving this offering to build God a house, and the only reason we even have it to give, God, is because you gave it to us. Lastly, it all belongs to you. It all belongs. All of it is yours, God. The, the part we give is yours, and the part we keep, the, the, the part we sow, and the part we reap, all of it belongs to you. See, 10 is a whole number. It represents all. So when I tithe, I'm first of all reminding myself that it all belongs to God. And secondly, I'm communicating to God that I know (laughs) that he gave it to me. And so I now tithe because it all belongs to God. Jesus said, if you're faithful with the little, now, when you read that scripture, you'll find out that Jesus was specifically talking about money. He said, if, if, if you can't be faithful with earthly manna, how are you going to be faithful with heavenly riches? In other words, if I can't trust you with money, I can't trust you with anything in the kingdom. Wow. And he said, but if you're faithful in the little, I'll make you ruler over much. Now, I think you would agree with me. 10% is littler. <laughs> littler. Smaller. I was testing you. That's my GED education coming out right there. 10% is smaller than 90%. Would we all agree? I even learned that at GED. So he said, if you're faithful with the little 10, I'll make sure that that 90 becomes much. But I have to be faithful with the 10. Now, Now, to me, tithing, one of the clearest pictures of it is actually in Genesis chapter two, and it's not even about tithing, but I think it's the principle clear than anything. Look at Genesis two, verse fifteen. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden. Now notice why God put him in Eden. And and by the way, if God did it, then it's God's garden. Yeah. Yeah. Eden was not Adam and Eve's. Eden was God's. Wow. How do I know that? Because when Adam sinned, God kicked him out. Yeah. It was never Adam's. See, you can't kick me out of my house. Right. Right. Yeah. It's mine. But at the end of dinner at your house, you can say, well, it's getting late and I got to go. And if I don't, you can call the police and you're going to kick me out because it's not my house. The garden was not Adam's. It was Adam's to steward, to tend and to watch over. But it didn't belong to Adam. I'm just making a point here. And, And now look what God says. He goes, look around. Everything you see, you can freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God's going, Adam, I'm going to put a tree in the middle of the garden to remind you that the whole garden is mine. Now, don't get it twisted. It's all mine. But I'm going to let you tend it. I'm going to let you work it. I'm going to let you be blessed by it. But the the tree in the middle is a reminder. And it's also a reminder that you don't need it. That I'm going to be so good to you. I'm I'm trying not to preach. I'm only on point number two. But I'm going to be so good to you, Adam. You're going to have everything you could ever need. If you'll trust me with that. And it was God's plan that Cain and Abel would grow up one day and go, Dad. We're harvesting from all these trees. We're, we're harvesting from all these plants. Why don't we touch that tree? And Adam could say, boys, see this whole garden? It's actually not the Adam and Eve ranch. This is God's ranch. And that tree is And when we don't touch that tree, we trust God. And when we don't touch that tree, we honor God. And boys, boys, we will never need that tree because look at everything God has given us. So when you write the tithe check, dad, on a Sunday morning and your little boy walks up to you and go, what is all that money for? You go, boys, look at our house. Look at the shoes on your feet. Look at those glasses that you're looking through right now. Did you like the warm bed that you slept in last night? How about the beautiful vehicle? How about the blessing of God that's upon our home? How about the peace you feel? God has been good to us. God has been faithful. And boys, we don't need this because God will make sure to take care of us. And so I don't touch the tithe because it belongs to God. I don't touch the tree because it belongs to God and then I trust God with everything else that he's given me. Mm. Amen. Number three. I give, I tithe because it connects me to something bigger than me. It's bigger than me. Look at this in Philippians 4. This is so cool. Yet it was good for you to share in my troubles. Jay, but why are we giving blankets and coats and gloves and gifts? Because we're gonna share in a family's trouble, we're gonna share in a child's trouble. It was cold last night. We want to make sure that people have blankets. We're going to share in their trouble. Paul said, you shared in my trouble, and it was good. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of our acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire a gift from you. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. See, uh, we're so global now. You can literally get on a plane tonight and you can be in Asia, Australia, Europe, you name Africa, anywhere. you can. I mean, we're so global now. And, and with our phones, we, you know, we see pictures from all over the world. And so we kind of miss how powerful this is But back in this day, you didn't leave your village. You didn't leave your street. You didn't leave your town. So Paul is saying, you're in Philippi, but your seed has reached Thessalonica. Now that was a big deal because they would have never gone there. Paul's saying, because of your gift given, it's made you global. It's made you bigger. It's, it's stretched out your reach. See, we will never go to many places in the earth, but we will sow to many places oh, in the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, See, I'm, ne- I'm probably never getting on a plane and flying to Africa and digging wells in Africa for villages. I'm probably never going to do that because I actually don't think it would be a wise investment of my money. Instead, I can give a ministry $5,000, They can dig a well for a village and give them clean drinking water for a whole generation. I never went, but my seed went there. But I sowed there. And by the way, every month we give to a ministry called Life Today that digs wells in Africa. See, y'all didn't know you've been Africa. Do you know that people are going to walk up to you in heaven? And they're going to say, thank you for the water. And you're going, when did I give you water? Well, you dug dug me a well. And then after they dug the well and gave us clean drinking water, they opened up a book and they told us about our creator. And we received Jesus as the Lord. And you go, but I was never there. No, no, you were there. You were there because you shared in my trouble. You shared in my need. You shared in my pain. And so now my tithe... Gives me a life that's bigger than me. I'm talking, I preach about the big life. Touch your neighbor, tell them the big life, the big life, the the big, the big, the big life. Paul said, you shared in my ministry. You were in Philippi, but you were connected to Thessalonica. And your gift is credited to your heavenly account, your eternal account. So in October, we partnered with a church that has been literally flattened by a hurricane in Florida. And we sowed money there. And you go, well, aren't they going to get insurance money? Yeah, at some point. But if you've ever dealt with an insurance company. (sighs) Yeah, okay, thank you. (laughs) I didn't have to say it. Somebody said it. It takes a long time. So we helped them. And then we helped churches in South Carolina. And then we helped with this ministry that's digging wells. And we helped plant a church in the Houston area. And then another church in Columbus, Ohio, had their trailer stolen. Now, I don't know if you know this, but literally two months ago, we were meeting in a school, and every week we had to trailer in all our gear. Well, their trailer got stolen. It was worth $140,000 of, of gear. Now, again, they're waiting on an insurance settlement, it'll come. But while they're waiting, we sewed. See, I ain't ever going to Columbus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> ethos Church, columbus ohio i have no reason to go especially in november come on somebody like i am not interested and we may never go to ohio lebron left we ain't going back amen come on we're going to la so so we're not going but we've already been every every tither in the room you've been to columbus every tither in the room Whoever gets saved this morning at Ethos Church, you played a role in it. Because we sowed to make sure that they had sound and lighting and video and gear for their Sunday morning service. Come on. It makes me bigger. Because it's not just me and mine, but it's ours and us. Come on. Come on. This holiday season, we will share in the needs of these families. We will share in the needs. We will share in the trouble. We will, get, we will get involved. We don't look at trouble and avoid trouble. We jump into trouble. We get in trouble. Good trouble. Not bad trouble. Good trouble. Amen. I'm getting more amens from the kids over there than from y'all, but I'm okay. I'm just... <laughs> Number four. I give because I am blessed. I is Blessed. Well, Saban, I thought I had to give to become blessed. No, you are blessed. Look at this. Galatians 3. Galatians 3 verse 13. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When did it happen? When I tithe? No. <laughs> when he hung on the cross. See, the moment Jesus hung on the cross and the moment you made him Lord, you became blessed. Okay. He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised Abraham. So I'm blessed. See, under the law, check this out, under the law, you gave to be blessed. Under grace, you give because... You are blessed. So I'm just so so that's settled, and and that that should come. So some of you have maybe studied tithing a little bit. You know, you know just enough theology to be dangerous. You know what I mean? And you and you know some people come up to me and they go, "Well, tithing is Old Testament." Well, they don't really know what that means. What they're what they're saying is tithing is under the law, because the Old Testament is more than the law, right? It was. It was going on for a long time before the law was established in, in Exodus. So, but anyway, they're, what they're saying is, well, we don't have to tithe because that was under the law. No, we don't have to tithe like we're under the law. Tithing under the law was more like a taxation system. So you, you had to. And God was so serious about it, by the way, that if you missed a tithe, God wasn't like, oh, it's okay. There's grace. God was like, you're going to get me next month with interest. That's in your Bible. Dang, okay? Like God was serious about the tithe. And we don't do that. But I'm I'm telling you, God was like, God didn't play no games about tithing. But it was more like a taxation because it literally kept the temple running. It kept the nation of Israel running. It kept the army running. It was different. And so we don't tithe like we're under the law, but we still do tithe it was it was it was something they had to do but it wasn't from a heart of generosity but where we see the best picture of tithing is actually in the old testament before the law look at genesis 14 verse 8 am i giving i know i'm like bible overload today but i just thought right okay thank you but you know you know what i mean i really feel like this isn't my message. This is, you know, and I'm telling you why I tithe. So, okay. Melchizedek, king of Salem. Salem is the city that would become Jerusalem. Salem meaning peace. Jeru meaning city of. City of peace, Jerusalem. So before it was Jerusalem, it was Salem. And Melchizedek was the priest of Salem. I just say that to say, because in Hebrews chapter seven, which we'll go to in a second, the Bible tells us that Melchizedek was a representation, a picture of Christ who was to come. And so Jesus is our high priest. Um, and, And so I'm just, I'm just giving you this little picture here. Melchizedek brought out bread and wine. Now bread and wine in the Bible, When do we're going to do that tonight. What is it called? Communion. Communion. And it's a sign of our covenant. So in the Last Supper, Jesus brought out bread and wine to his disciples. He said, this is my covenant. It's made in my blood and it's for you. And so this is a picture of Jesus establishing a covenant with his people. Don't forget that Romans 5 says that Abraham is the father of our faith. So Abraham is the picture of the faith life. Am I I too deep? Am I okay? Okay. I feel like I'm treading water, but it's okay. So he was the priest. And look, he makes a covenant with Abraham through bread and wine. And because of that bread and wine, he blessed Abram. Saying, blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then. Then. I don't tithe, and then God goes, okay, now I'll make a covenant with you. I don't tithe, and then God goes, okay, I'm going to bless you. I don't tithe, and then God goes, okay, blessed be Angelo of the Most High God, because you, no, 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 God does it all. Jesus found me when I was dead in my sin. Jesus gave me sight. Jesus gave me the ability to hear. Jesus gave me a mouth to speak. Jesus gave me a heart to receive. Jesus found me. Jesus raised me from the dead. Jesus made a new covenant with, he made the covenant. I didn't make the covenant. He said, this is my covenant. I make it in my blood and I give it to you. This is his covenant. He gives, I'm sorry, I'm screaming. He gives us this covenant and he, no, he gives me this covenant. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it had to do was eat it and then he blesses me for eating the food he gave me he's like thank you for receiving my covenant i'm gonna bless you for it he is so good and in return all abram could do is go uh you want 10% of my stuff? Like, I just want to make sure, God, you know, this is amazing. And I just, I, then Abram tithed. Can we put that verse back up? Verse 20. Then Abram tithed. He responded in gratitude. Tithing is a response from us. It's not to get a response From him. He saved me. He made a covenant with me. He blessed me. And now because I'm blessed, I tithe. So Hebrews 7 says it like this. Here on earth, here, mortal men receive tithes. So see, this makes people uncomfortable because you're like, where's that? I just put that money in the bucket. Where'd it go? Where, is it, where do they take it over here? It's not perfect. Here, mortal men. We're mortal. Mortal men receive the tithe. A beautiful host, a faithful host, someone's gonna come at the end of this service, they're gonna pass the bucket. They're mortal. Jesus ain't gonna walk out of that green room with a heavenly basket. <laughs> and if you've ever been to a church where that did happen. That wasn't Jesus. <laughs> you were in a cult, okay, but. <laughs> like, Holy Spirit ain't gonna come out here, receive your tithe. No, here are mortal men. We receive the tithe. That's awkward for me. It's weird. It's, it, it is what it is, okay? It is what it is. I don't, sorry. But there in heaven, he Well who is he he of whom it is witnessed lives okay he is Jesus he receives them you tithe to a local church practically but the local church doesn't receive the tithe we you know you know what I'm saying we we receive it because we got to take it and then use it for ministry But he receives it. So you don't give to your church. You give to God through your church. And again, if I'm not the guy to receive your tithe, find a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, find a mortal man. Find a pastor. Ain't going to be perfect. He's going to be jacked up just like you. I went over it great... And find a vision and find a mission that you can get behind and give. And if it's not me, it's not me. I don't care. But after it leaves and that bucket goes down, Jesus receives it. Jesus sees it. He receives it and he does something powerful with it. And notice it said receive because under the law you paid tithe. You returned a tithe. You brought a tithe. that it was, it was all about have to. But now under the new covenant of grace, it's, a, it's receiving. Do you, can, you, can you feel the difference? The, there's a language difference that happens. So under the law, I had to. Under grace, I get to. I'm, I'm not asking anybody to tithe. I'm telling you why I tithe. Number five. Jorge, come on up, brother. It is an invitation for God to bless my finances. So don't get it twisted. Uh, God is for you, never against you. Done, settled. Some of you like God being mad at you because you like living with guilt. Well, too bad, he loves you. He's crazy about you. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He he loves you. And God doesn't curse his kids. Done. But when you give, you give God an invitation to get involved. You take your money out of the world system. And you place it into God's kingdom of increase. Oh, that's a huge phrase. I forgot to say it in the nine. You you take it out of the world system. Get, 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 me, 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 me. Decrease, decrease, decrease. Spend, 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 debt, debt, debt. And you put it into God's system. Kingdom of increase. So see, in Malachi 3, verse 9, God said, You're not tithing, and you're cursed with a curse. Now, I want you to stop for a second. God never said, you're not tithing, so I curse you. Because God doesn't curse. It was that God was saying, you don't tithe, so have fun with that. like you're not involving me in my fi- in your finances and so I'm not involved in your finances. So it's like a curse. Not not that God said I curse you but that and you're under you're like under a curse because you're trying to do this on your own. You're trying to take that 100% and do it on your own when you could invite me. See like if you don't pray, if you don't pray in here, you're not cursed. You're just not going to get answers to prayer. Simple, right? Like, I think that's pretty, because you're not inviting God into your situation. If you don't pray, you don't get answers because God said, Jeremiah 33, call unto me and I will answer you. Now, now, you don't get to just pray whatever you want. Lord, give me a BMW in Jesus' name. (gasps) No, it doesn't work that way. In the same way, you don't tithe and then go, I'm expecting a million dollars in my bank. No, it doesn't work that way. We're not talking about weirdness. Christian TV, 1 a.m. Christian TV, wackiness. I ain't talking about that. Relax. But if you don't pray, you don't get answers. And if you don't get, see, no prayer, no invitation. Listen, no tithe, no invitation. You're not cursed, but you're doing it. In your own strength. And God loves you and you're going to heaven, but you're just not opening the door. See, before God opens the windows of heaven over your life, Malachi 3:10, you first open the door through generosity. So we're praying God open the windows and God's saying, open the door. This is such good preaching. I'm just telling you, this will change your life. I'm just telling you, this changed, this changed our life. You telling me to tithe? Nope. I'm telling you why I tithe. Do I have to? Nope. You get to. Are you going to check on me? Nope. Never have. Never will. That would stress me out. That would stress me out if I had to go online and check tithing records. Dear Jesus, y'all would break my heart. I ain't even, I just assume everyone in the room tithes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when you tithe, you give God an opportunity. Here's my, probably my favorite tithing passage. It's right here in Deuteronomy. Then you shall say, Deuteronomy 26, verse 13 through 16. You shall say, who shall say? The tither shall say. I mean, when you you tithe, you get to pray crazy prayers. Like when you tithe, you get to pray wild prayers. When you tithe, you get to get radical in your prayer life. Because when you tithe, you get to tell the Lord, I've removed the holy tithe from my house. Notice that it's holy to God. We don't think of it as holy, but to God, it's holy. Moses didn't throw that word in there, God. He said, he said, now that y'all have tithe, pray this prayer. Lord, I've removed the tithe from my house. I saw it. Leave my bank account, Jesus. I wrote the check. I put it in the bucket. I went, I went on my phone and I gave. I went on my laptop and I sold. I, re- I have removed it from my house. And I've also given them. Because this is where the tithe goes. To the Levite, that's ministry. To the stranger, that's the lost. To the fatherless, that's the broken. To the widow, that's those in need. <laughs> it's all right here, friend. According to your commandments, which you have commanded me, I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I haven't eaten any of it. Because remember, they were tithing on everything. And for a lot of them back in this day, they didn't have money to tithe. They were literally tithing on everything they had. I didn't eat it in mourning. In other words, I didn't stop tithing when times got tough. Oh, man. Oh, man. When we got married, well, we tithed before we got married. When we got married, we didn't have cable, but we tithed. Lord, I didn't stop tithing when the Cox bill came in. Christ or Cox? By cable. By ESPN. (laughs) See you later, Dish Network. (laughs) Didn't need it anyway. I, I didn't stop, I didn't stop tithing when it got tough. You know, you don't need Wi-Fi in your house. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. When we got married, because that offended everyone. When we got married, we didn't have, we didn't have Wi-Fi in our house. Because we weren't going to transgress against, how'd you survive? I don't know, we're still alive. I don't know how we did it. We didn't go out to eat. We didn't go out to eat. If we did, it was a 99 cent menu. We learned it well. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't have cable. We had a couch that someone gave us. We had a bed that someone bought for us. I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you, I made a decision. Like comfort or the commandment of God, comfort, or the calling of God, comfort, or the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And so we, so we were tithing before we got married. We've been tithing since. And now, now some of y'all see us on the other side. We kind of glowed up a little bit. (laughs) And you're like, well, it's easy for you to say all this tithing stuff. because, (laughs) But we were there 12 years ago. We were there. Some of y'all know us. We were there broke broke poor you know what I mean in the world I mean you know what I mean we could pay the bills but I'm just saying first of the month and we would tithe and then we would trust now we didn't tithe and then be stupid with the 90 and then trust God for a miracle no we would tithe and then we'd look at the rest and go well no okay no (laughs) We used to have this fancy celebration at our church every year. I couldn't afford a suit for it. So I'm going to confess to my sin right now. I'd go to Target and buy a suit. Now, I was under pain, but I, but I, <laughs> I should have been able to afford a suit. But tithing or suit, I'd go, to, I'd go to Target and buy a suit and wear it. With the tags on, people! Hey. And then the next morning, I'd be like, this didn't fit good. I don't know. I bought a suit one time a year for one night a year. Life hack, tithe hack. But God got my tithe. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. It wasn't. God, it wasn't Louis Vuitton. It wasn't a $4,000 suit. Jesus, it was $60, but I couldn't afford it at that time. But you had to wear a suit. God, I didn't eat my tithe when times got tough. I trusted you. And I, and I even had moments of discomfort. I'm not talking about starving your kids, please. I'm not talking about, hear all of this, hear my heart in all of this, okay? Hear my heart in all of this. But you know, growing up, we didn't go out to eat. We went out to eat on Sundays. We went out to eat on Sundays, I don't think it would hurt your kids if you were eating at home once in a while. Why am I eating a turkey sandwich for dinner? Because huh? we tithe. And God's first. And you don't like it now, but you're going to love it because I'm setting up a legacy for you. Okay. Okay. I got to move on. got to move on. The anointing has lifted. But now that you've done it, now Moses says, Now, guys, pray this. Verse 15. God, look down from your holy habitation and bless me. Moses says, Because you've radically given, you can now radically pray. You can actually go to God, friend, and say, Lord, I've tithed. Now I'm believing. Is that a transaction? Nope, it's faith. Is this transactional? Nope, it's honor. Is this if you do, I do? Nope. It's a a God principle from Genesis all the way to the end of the book. And you go to God and you say, God, you made a covenant with me. And now I'm gonna make a covenant back to you. You are first. Now bless me and my land and the promises you gave to my fathers. Did you see that? Did you see that? You swore to our fathers. God, there's still blessing being held up that you promised to dad and grandma. There are praise that auntie prayed. There are prayers. There are prayers that grandpa prayed over me. There are, there are things that my great-grandfather was believing you for that are still being held up. Now, God, because I've given would you now release, multi-generational blessing, I'll be the one to take it. Might as well not die with me. Might as well come to me. Then it's going to go through me. And I'm going to help a lot of people because it won't stay in Philippi. It's going to go to Thessalonica. I'm going to give it to the world. I'm not trying to preach you up. I'm, I'm just telling you. You can be seated. I'm just telling you, this is so, this is why I tithe. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it'll help you. So Father, I just, I pray first of all, Holy Spirit, just put your grace on all this and make it right where it was wrong and help us where we might be frustrated. And God, give us faith. I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Help every Person who is currently giving and tithing right now, give them the faith to believe, the faith to pray, and the faith to trust you that you will look down from your holy habitation and you will bless our homes and our land, and you will answer the prayers and fulfill the promises of our fathers. Lord, bless every giver in an amazing, supernatural way.